Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Gen Z Economist Show. Today, I'll explain how you can graduate college debt-free. In today's podcast, we're going to go over why you want to graduate without student debt and how to graduate debt-free in three simple steps. Stick around, because later on in the show, I'll give you the number one tip on how to graduate debt-free. Well, why do you want to graduate debt-free? It seems like these days, most students just take out student loans and think about it later. Well, for one, student debt is some of the most dangerous debt out there. It's one of the only kinds of debt that never goes away, even if you file for bankruptcy. This is extremely concerning, considering if you file for bankruptcy, you probably weren't able to make payments on your other debt. So how in the heck are you going to make payments on your student loans? You can destroy your credit. Well, let's take a look at some data. Over 1 in 10 Americans has student debt. That's 10% of the country. That may not seem a lot, but that's quite a bit of the population. And debt terms typically range from 10 to 30 years. 30 years! That's as long as most mortgages on your house. So imagine that. You're paying down your education, uh, if not longer than it would take you to pay down your house. There's $1.75 trillion in student uh, student loan debt out there, which is made up of federal and private loans. Now, the average loan is about $28,950 owed per borrower. Now, that's the average, so you have to think about that considerably. Uh, there's, there's a lot of loans out there that are considerably less than that, but there's a lot more that are considerably higher. I've heard stories about people having over $100,000 in student loan debt. And that's just for the average four-year degree. That doesn't consider uh, many people's PhDs, which uh, are very expensive and take a long time to complete. So about 92% of all student debt are federal loans, and the remaining amount is private student loans. That was a little bit different uh, around 20 years ago, but the federal government really uh, pushed out a lot of the banks from doing private student loans, and so most most student debt in the United States is all federal. Now looking at that, 55% of students from public four-year institutions had student loans. That's over 50% of the population. Uh, in your average college. So most of these people's parents probably didn't put save away for their education or they didn't save enough. So uh, these people are taking out student loans to pay for their schooling. Now, 57% of students from private nonprofit uh, four-year edu- institutions took out student, uh, student debt, education debt. So again, over half of students from private uh, four-year institutions took out the student debt. So that's uh, even more than public. So now that we know a little bit more about student debt, I'll explain how you can avoid it entirely because it's this giant cloud hanging over the rest of your life just for your education. At least you're, when you're paying down a mortgage, you're paying for something that you can use uh, every single day. You're living in a house. Not that your education isn't useful, but at the price that it's uh, getting to these days, it's, it's considerably different. So let's take a look at how we can avoid it. So step one is prepare. Now, some of you, it may be too late to prepare. You may already be in college. Well, don't worry. It's not too late for you to significantly lower your student debt or completely eliminate it. So hang in there. Some of this stuff may not apply to you. Uh, But if you're not in college yet, definitely take the time to prepare. So how can you do that? Well, let's take a look. So let's keep your grades up in high school. Graduate in the top 10% of your class, if at all possible. It can be very difficult if you have a really small high school class, such as 10. Well, you know, the, the valedictorian is the only one in the top 10%. But if you're at a big United States high school, uh, you might be able to be in the top 50, top 100, and still be in the top 10% of your class. So definitely try to do that. Many colleges offer scholarships to students to graduate in the top 10% of their class. 
So number three, let's take a look. Take a uh, take dual credit classes in your high school if it offers them. This way, you can maximize your time and avoid retaking basic classes in college when you have to pay full price for them. Uh, in many cases, high schools have uh, deals with junior colleges or uh, different uh, institutions where they can offer you a college credit for a lot cheaper than you can uh, get it in college. So take this opportunity. You have to be there in high school if you're going to get your high school diploma. Well, you're stuck, so you might as well make the most of it and take those college classes in high school. That way you don't have to retake them. I was unfortunate enough to have to retake several classes that I could have knocked out in high school. So it was a waste of my time. I already knew the material. I just didn't have credit for it. So make sure that you're maximizing your time in high school. And lastly, for preparing, get a job in high school. Put money aside, work in the summers, work in school if you can. Sometimes it's hard. You prioritize your grades and everybody's situation's different. But uh, I was able to work throughout high school, put money aside, saved up. And that really helped as far as lowering my cost to attend college. I didn't have to pay. I didn't have to take out student loans because I had had enough in savings and uh, was able to pay for that out of pocket. So that's a great way that you can already eliminate your student debt uh, going into college is just by saving money and then reducing the amount of hours you have to take in college. So step number two, let's lower your costs. Like we already talked about a little bit in step number one. Uh, one of the biggest things you can do is go to a junior college. Now, this isn't an easy decision for most people. There can be quite a stigma around attending a junior college or community college. And going to a junior college does not mean that you're dumb, not by any uh, you know stretch. In fact, I believe that I received a higher quality of education at the junior college that I went to over the university that I later attended. These colleges are typically around half the price of a university. In my experience, they actually want you to succeed. You're not just there to pay the bills and to keep the athletics program running. Yeah, they actually want you to succeed and get out of there. So I even had a university advisor tell me not to take any of my basics at their university because of their extremely low passing rates. So you have to think about that. Uh, one of the things that universities do is they have very, very difficult uh, basic classes that try to weed you out because uh, you know they can only have so many students in those higher, higher level classes. So they don't care about your education as much. They're happy to give you bad grades. They don't want you to pass. They're not, they don't necessarily have the same level of care that a junior college does because many of those junior colleges are trying to get you in and out and they're a little bit more concerned about their graduation rates. So that's one of the best things you can do. And in my opinion, that's one of the, the number one tip for graduating uh, college debt-free. So try to go to the junior college and uh, let's keep going. So to lower your costs, again, we're going to work backwards. If you decide you want to go to a junior college first, speak with an advisor at the university you wish to attend later. So go to that university, meet with an advisor, meet with somebody that knows what they're talking about, and that university advisor will know exactly what classes you need to transfer from the junior college. So take this information to your junior college advisor and then plan out your optimal class schedule. So go to the university, get the information you need, go back to the junior college, Make sure that they have that information so that they can help you take classes. That way you're not accidentally taking classes in junior college. They won't apply to your university education and it could be a waste of time. You want to make sure that everything you're doing in junior college is going to apply to your university studies if you want to get your bachelor's degree or uh, even further. But you don't want to take any extra classes because that costs money. So we're trying to lower our costs here. So lastly, for lowering your costs, get used books or rent them online. I know it sounds simple, but there are several great websites to use, such as Chegg, Amazon, and eBay. I saved hundreds of dollars every semester by renting my books or purchasing them secondhand and then reselling them after the semester. 
Oftentimes you can get a book that may be one edition behind and it has all the same information in it. I think these days many professors are conscious about the book prices. They're trying to help students out if, you're, if you get a good professor. Uh, sometimes they'll either won't use a book or they'll use online sections. Uh, but especially in university, it's, it does not seem to, at least my experience, it was not the same way, at least in university. They really try to make you purchase new books or use online programs that you couldn't get away from. There's no resale value uh, because you had to buy an online course. So uh, that's one of the best things about the junior college is they, they typically don't use those online courses that you can't get your money back out of. So step number three, we're going to get uh, free money. Free money sounds great. <laughs> Now, there's really no such thing as free money. All free money has strings attached to it, but uh, there's a couple kinds of free money, so we're going to look at the first kind of free money here, and that is scholarships. Everybody knows about scholarships. You've probably heard about them. Maybe you don't know what they are. Uh, it's essentially free money. So this is one of the other major keys to graduating debt-free. Look for transfer scholarships. Uh, like we talked about, you want to attend the junior college where the price is already lower, and then you can get a transfer scholarship. Many universities partner up with junior colleges, and they'll offer a huge chunk of money for you to get your associates at the junior college and then transfer in. But the key is you typically have to get your associates and keep your grades up. That's one of the things we've talked about is keeping those grades up. So a lot of times they'll partner together, and luckily I was able to take advantage of a transfer scholarship, and it cut my uh, university tuition by about half. That's 50%. That's a significant savings. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars here. So these transfer scholarships are often some of the largest scholarships available if you're not getting a full ride or an academic, or I mean an athletic scholarship. Uh, these transfer scholarships are some of the largest single scholarships you can find. Uh, for example, my transfer scholarship was around $13,000 just for getting my associates. I just uh, really lower the tuition price and that that lets you attend university at the same rate as you were going to a junior college or somewhere close. So let's keep taking a look here. So we want to apply for scholarships. Apply for scholarships as early as possible. The early bird definitely gets the worm as funds are typically dispersed on a first-come, first-served basis. So the sooner you apply, the more likely you are to get more money in scholarships. And I can't stress this enough, especially at junior colleges. I couldn't believe how many other students I spoke to that didn't even apply for scholarships. It's actually kind of funny, my uh, junior college that I attended had a much more difficult scholarship application process than the university I attended, but I got more scholarships in junior college, probably because I was one of the few people that applied. Now, I say few, that, you know, generally there's a lot of people applying, but as a percent percentage of the population, it was a lot lower, because I couldn't believe how many people that I've talked to that didn't know anything about how to get a scholarship or they saw the scholarship application. They didn't know how to get a letter of recommendation and it just cost them thousands of dollars. So the best thing you can do right here is just apply and apply early. You don't want to wait till the last day. You want to apply on the first day that it's open. And again, this is some of the easiest money you will ever earn in your entire life. You can spend a few minutes on a scholarship application that could pay you hundreds to thousands of dollars. Again, if you get a $2,000 scholarship and it costs you 30 minutes, well, you can work out the math, but uh, I think it would be hard to find a job that paid you that much for 30 minutes of work. So scholarships are one of the best things you can do to lower your tuition costs. And sometimes you can even make money. One semester I actually uh, profited from scholarships. I say profited, you know, I went to schooling and my you know cost to attend, but I actually had more money in scholarships left over than the cost of tuition. So that can ha totally happen to you, and that's what you'd like to see because... Uh, that way you're not paying for that college, uh, at least a semester, but you want to lower that cost. 
And finally, keep your grades up and go to class. It seems so simple. Just go to class. Typically, if you just go to class, you'll at least pass. That's that's my saying. Go to class, you'll at least pass. But in the, uh, put in the extra work. Keep your grades as high as possible since many scholarships are based on your GPA. So you want to keep your grades up because if you start slipping, if you start failing classes, they're not going to give, want to give money to people that aren't going to pass because they're afraid you won't graduate. So they want to give the money to the people who will use it wisely so you want to keep your grades up that's just a great way to show that you're making progress and that you're worth it that you're worth the money that they're going to give you so like i said there's two types of free money the first free money was scholarships the second kind of free money is a grant you might have heard of a grant they're very similar to scholarships however these are sponsored by the government so it's essentially a government scholarship and there are all different kinds of grants available, such as grants for women, low-income households, minorities, children of veterans, special needs, and even specific industries. Since grants are sponsored by the government, they often have strings attached. Like we said, there's no real such thing as free money. But uh, these strings can make them a little bit more difficult to obtain than maybe a scholarship. But they're still an excellent way to lower the cost of your education. So like I said, some of these are specific to industries. So the grant may uh, only be awarded to specific degree plans. I mean, they definitely have GPA requirements or, like I said, we talked about some of those uh, protected classes such as like children's of veterans or minorities. So those can be some of the strings that they attach there. So may, you may not qualify for all grants just in the same way you might not qualify for all scholarships. Um, one of the things I didn't mention about scholarships is there's all kinds of scholarships. Typically, your school will have a way to apply for them. But there are thousands, I mean thousands of scholarships out there. You can just Google it. If you're in any kind of extracurricular activity, if you have a hobby, uh, there's scholarships available for that hobby, I guarantee it. Uh, something obscure, there are ham radio scholarships. If you're into amateur radio, there are tens and dozens of uh, scholarships just for people that are into amateur radio. So if that's something you're into, um, you know, go ahead and check those out. Just Google is your resource. Just apply for everything you, you can get your hands on because, like I said, it's some of the easiest work you will ever do. Just take a day, spend the time, and apply for those scholarships. Well, everybody, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you found it useful. If you did, please leave me a like and subscribe for more, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you.